You know, they love to pitch somebody. Lord have mercy, but yeah. That meat. We will be the generation that ends coleslaw. So coleslaw. Let that know. Oh. tell a friend to tell a friend who knows a friend. No, we're attacking coleslaw next time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, y'all. So I think today we might just have like a little TV moment, possibly. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Oh. I'm okay with it. So, um, yeah, y'all already know uh, we is black and therefore Amen. did watch uh, our great aunt Beyonce Giselle knows Kanye as she exhibited her artistic excellence and everybody at Parkwood shout out to them you know shout out to everybody at Parkwood Entertainment if y'all need interns if y'all need in- listen oh. making, <laughs> the, the, the likelihood of y'all ever hearing it but I promise you we do good work better yet we, we do great work, work. Great. say that we believe in exuding excellence let's talk about a motivated team member baby please that's me that's us. We know our we know our, our five strengths. If you need that's that, exactly. I took the cliff finders. Amen. We took that. So if you need us, holler at us. Call us when you need to reach us, because we'll be there. We'll be there. If Beyonce call out, answer. Oh, don't worry, girl. If Beyonce call, baby, I'll holler. Shoot about a Honda. That's <laughs> hey, I'm going up. On the two, yeah, I'm running. The flight was booked, right, and I the call again. What? Baby, he turned it. Hey, that's what. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? To dancing. That would really be our reaction, dog. Yep. Oh, yes, sir. Everybody had me. Yes, you got me. <laughs> yes. My, my life was over. Yeah. Bruh, that song is This fun. song go up. <laughs> <laughs> that song will have you hide. Have you hidden the... Yes! Ooh, okay, but yes, uh, on a serious note, Parkwood Entertainment, get at us. Hit us up. You already know. Hit us up. We we you know we don't we don't ask for much. We are humble servants, and um, we'll we'll do what you need us to do. Uh, but yes, Auntie Bisanye and and our dear cousin Blue was really out there, and 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 all extended family members Kelly, Lupita, Naomi, Jesse. Um, sheesh, I'm trying to think of all the other artists. Never forget, also shout out to Lupita. You know Lupita has a special plate. She has a special place, Lord. I just want y'all to know Lupita is, Lupita y'all think she's good on screen. Mm-hmm. You gotta see the woman in person. because In person. Beautiful. Never forget, okay. Ha. Okay. Whew. Yes, sir. I saw her. I know she saw us. She did. Because we were the only two black people on the side. Only black people up there. So I know Lupita has. Lupita, we might have locked eyes. Lupita we, was we like, oh, there's, only there's only two? Oh my God, she married gentlemen. What? And it went up? Yes. Oh, wow, yes. Oh, so Lupita laid eyes on us. 
on we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. Uh, listeners, if you don't know, me and Kayla were heavily involved in the School of Music via Woman's Chorale, Amen. which is, we, you know, we be singing all the classical songs because it's, yeah. they do. Just and we like, sung Ride the Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> what, Kayla? Oh, my, no. What was the other one? Yeah. What's the other one? Um, the one where we had to do the offbeat claps. <laughs> yes, oh, clap your hands. <laughs> Girl, I don't know what the white people was on when they started composing music because how you really wrote in there that we gonna have an off tempo clap? Uh, oh, oh, clap! Off oh, tempo. No. It literally said in the sheet music in parentheses <laughs> in italics, off tempo. Like, Amen. You, oh my God. you want us to to clap off tempo? With the white people, <laughs> you think you think this would lead to success because white people are usually off tempo. <laughs> white people are off the tempo of whatever tempo you try to put them on. Okay, <laughs> the tempo because when I tell you they was clapping on beat for the off beat, I said what is going on? Michaela, we was up in that confused. <laughs> Me and Michaela should be the ones. <laughs> no. And Larson was tired of us, Lord. Larson was pissed. He was like, I ain't never letting y'all pick music again. Y'all can't pick music. No Why did we even get to pick Shenandoah? I told y'all to pick Shenandoah. <laughs> it, was so, it was good. Ooh. Oh, Claude. Oh. Bro, we got to go back and watch that video. You know we can find that on YouTube. We got to find oh, Girl, I know it is. Girl, I used to, those things used to calm me down. I used to watch our Christmas performances because I'd be like, look at me. I did. I still didn't know the words to that one, but they couldn't Girl. Ah. Didn't know the words. Them hymns oh. that uh, come, are you faithful? Girl, no. That and then, you know, we had to sing. We had to be in the rafters for that one. The little, mm-mm. Had to take uh-uh. it too far up. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Too far. That was the sing. Uh-uh. Yes. Sing. All you, mm-mm. I was like, they yep, got no. that. The sopranos got that. Oh, my gosh. We really had to do, oh, clap your hands. Okay. Remember that song? The campfire song, almost, that we sang with the men. And it was like, I don't know, I just felt so campy. And it was like, <sighs> I can't think of that one. Yeah. I don't know that one. Either. I don't. <sighs> Girl, I don't know that one. Friend, I, mean, I don't know. I was like, this just might get on my nerves. Hold on. I don't know What's that one. The, am I about to go look? Hell yeah. Man, that oh, corral was a time though. The best part about this, literally, it was the best part about the day. And you know, I'm also upset that our last year it got bumped down to only two days a week. Yeah, no, there was something we should have known then. Someone right with the year, dog. There was like I don't. 
And it's like, when choir was four days a week, sure, I complained, but there was something about having it four days a week. Yeah. Just so almost lovely. I agree with that. I, it was almost like every day. I got to relax because you know that's how I used to wow. That was my stress. Yeah, it was your yeah. you know, in the A. I just gotta come in, sight read. And we can do that. Yeah, two days a week wasn't the vibe. Because I was really only going once a week. Because I had a lab. All the Lord. I missed everything. I missed little group pics this year and everything. Oh, the pictures, Lord. And they were cute. Y'all were so cute. I'm upset. I was like, yeah, dog. Oh, no. But it is what it is. I only have the audio proof that I was involved. The first, the first candlelight concert was like so memorable. Like, oh, uh, I have my twists, and I would braid them into like these little things. Yeah, they wrap around, and I was like, every day, oh. I just, it was so fun. Dang. And then, like, they would always buy us pizza, and they were just girl outside. <laughs> that was the best thing, knowing you was gonna get fed after that little concert. You know, no, and and then we would sing for all the little high schoolers. Yeah, yeah, for choral, like yeah. Oh, and then they would have the the music teachers sing to us. Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh. This is so... This Way, way back when Christmas was called. What you said? Oh, Lord. No, those were the lyrics. You had it right. I just switched it up because we were talking about uh, Christmas candlelight. Yeah, that's what I'm like. What you say, Fred? It's so good. Uh-oh. Oh. Bruh. Uh, I just, I don't know. Dre got placed in UVA this year. He with three basketball players. Who? Dre. Dre! Oh, friend! Oh, friend! Yeah. Yeah. UVA, we like UVA. Yeah, girl. UVA. Got his own, he got his own house. Got his own cop, two job work. Oh, he a bad rock. Hey! Come on. That was a nice remix. Go ahead now. <laughs> yes, girl. Ooh, I did like that one. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, girl. I found this song. I really did. What is the name? What what is it? It was the one that was like dun 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 dun. Yes, I see you over here. Wait. <laughs> ah, hold on. You know, Dr. P was talking. Baby, she, with her hair bouncing, bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing. Bouncing. Around, bouncing. 
Where's the song? Come on now. Dr. Larson talking now. You know they had to give think pieces before we perform. I'm not mad at it. Do you remember this one? No. You don't remember this one? This one was fire. I don't remember this at all. Oh my gosh. Rise, oh father, rise. Yes. <laughs> Girl, we were really singing, though. <laughs> yes. Do you remember this one? I remember it now, yes. We will hear what? Yeah. Oh. What was the song, though? What was it Michaela. Okay, but I ain't even going to flex. I, I'm not going to cap. I am a little upset that um, Dr. Larson gave them little first years. Them, them, them solo parts for God rest you, Mary. <laughs> Don't do that, friend. Don't do that. I wasn't gonna sing them parts because they had, but <laughs> it had I known, hell, I might have volunteered. That's true. And, and, no, I'm black. <laughs> Michaela. version because I need to play this song every Christmas when every I say it's Christmas. in my house they're gonna be like what what is and they could be like yeah like you can show up to your kids and be like I'm in that because I'm in that I'm in the original I was in the original I'm in the original what the original there's only there's only two kinds of songs there's only two performances of this song. Four performances. And I made both of them. And I made both, both of them. qualify for both. Okay. 
Woo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That one go up. Woo! Up, bro. Like, uh, there's no reason for that song to go that hard. No reason. What? And then I'm more upset that, you know, he was so humble about this song that he arranged so well. Because do you not remember, like, the, when we first performed that, people were just genuinely confused. But, like, everybody from Coral Union was like, dog, dog, like, that's the one. They was like, that's the one. Bruh, I remember Dr. Peter was standing in the back of the room. Yes. And he finished. He was like, oh, my. Bravo, lady. Bravo. Like, because that's the like, one. Y'all ready to be gentlemen? Dog. No, Larson was writing like that. Huh, bro, if Dr. Larson could have just arranged multiple other songs for us, do you not um, imagine? Like, let's say he would have rearranged Ride the Chariot. Bro. Because I, as an African-American, I know he didn't, you know, there was no, there, he didn't have strife with us. <laughs> but... We did sound like the white version of Spirit when we performed that. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Because that's what we sounded like. Like, oh my gosh. They made it very clear it was a Negro spiritual that we were singing. And it was Ride the Chariot. Yeah. And, and, and and you know how we sounded with that one. We there was no soul, there was no test to that testimony because it was largely a Caucasian group. They don't they don't have the same struggles that the Negroes who made the spiritual bad. They don't <laughs> so say something, friend, you know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just, I don't know, man. You know, you can't tell white people to not sing Negro spiritual. No, 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 you can't. But you can tell. Because they all sound the same. Because yeah. if we did. Oh, my God. It's like that video. Have you seen that video of, like, uh, oh, what's that song? Hearing? Dun, 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 dun. Yes. The white people singing. Our God is enough. Yeah, they they don't. Bro, like, yes, because you know that's the one they put in the Proud family. Like, in that episode when they. Yo, Kurt Franklin, we gotta get flowers. They gotta get Kurt Franklin gotta get I mean, I feel like. You know, it's gonna get. Well, Kurt Franklin. Plies is Kurt Franklin's tether. I shouldn't say that Kurt Franklin is Plies' tether. Yeah. 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 That's true. You know, because do you think that we would have gospel rappers if it wasn't for Kurt Franklin? <gasps> do I think we would have? I think it would have became something. I don't think it would have been, you know, I don't think people would have realized because I don't think people understand when you hear melodies from heaven and you hear that little dun, 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 that's from do you know what today is 
it's our anniversary. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, not even just like his, uh, not even just like the lyrical content, but like his production, the way he does. I don't think so. Or maybe, maybe he'd have been the first. But music, like we wasn't hearing nothing like that. No, I don't. I think mm, Kirk is mm, Kirk is a nice balance. I think Kirk was one of the first ones to like really show people that you can still have like you know a sort of secular sound. And it's still, you know, because I was like, he's right. Like, during that time when Kirk was really coming out and stuff, like, hip-hop was really big and R&B was really huge. So it's like, you can't pretend this ain't what your audience is listening to. They not playing gospel music at the family reunion like that. Ain't nobody doing the cha-cha slide to, you know... (laughs) I'm just just putting it out there. LaShawn Pace's version of Don't Ever Wonder. <laughs> Baby. Listening to Maxwell. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. Like, they're not doing that. They're not doing that. So, I think, yeah. He really changed the game. Do I think gospel rap would be the way it is? I'm also confused as to why people are upset with gospel. Speaking of which, hold on. This, because this... This is one of the things I wanted to discuss after the BT Awards, the Bet Awards. Um, when Kane Brown sung. I actually did not see that child perform. I did it. Because he performed after Jonathan, and Jonathan did his little people song, which is really beautiful. I do enjoy that. And then they turned to Kane and friends. On <laughs> Sorry, that shouldn't have been funny to me. But they turned to Kane and friends on stage. And I was like, so I'm, first I looked at Kane and I was reminded, you know, he was like, well, I didn't know I was black till somebody told me. And then I looked at his hair texture and I said, well, baby. <laughs> Look, man, you know. I was like, so what did you think you you were? Because mm-mm, that, your hair, your hair, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't remember the song he sung, obviously. It wasn't. But I, I think it was good. Like, I get the appeal. I was just genuinely confused as to why Kane was. The real Kane. question is how come Kane gets invited everywhere? But they would, I feel like Darius Rucker wasn't out here in these streets. No, like they was not letting Darius be a blowfish nowhere. And I'm like, because. In like what was that 2013, 2014, that when he came out with If I Told You, that that right there, he should have been everywhere. That was my favorite country song for a good minute. For a good minute. Uh they did not give Darius his flowers. They did I think that's still completely still haven't, truthfully. Still haven't, you're right. I think it's more so because it's like the whole issue, you know, when we brought up Bobby Caldwell on the last episode, and I was like, you know, everybody was shook when we found out that that was a white man or, like, um, his situation. His is just the reverse. It's like, 
yeah, like, do you think he would have lost his marketability if, you know, he was really heavily endorsed by black programs and black programming? That's true. You know, because it's also like, remember when... Black people should be able to be, like, supported no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Like, I totally agree, but it's like, you think about it. Remember when um, Beyonce performed at the CM? T awards with the chicks they no longer have the dixie part of their names but like people were upset that they she performed daddy lessons because they was like she's not a country artist and i was like i mean come on now friend like my team was like them i don't know or not not that i don't know but it's like you can't just want oh country you know what yeah because it i also hmm we're circling back but okay that's fine i think i almost wanted to say like uh you can't just like be mad when someone who has a country song but is technically a country artist performs at like your awards when country singers perform like everywhere and though like you could say well those are like uh, stages that are welcoming to all genres, but it's still like they could just as easily be like, well, majority of our viewers are here for the pop and like hip hop segments. Mm-hmm. We won't have any country performers like this year, you know? Yeah. But that also just made me think of like, uh, what if BET did that? But BET doesn't do that. Like, white people be on there all the time. All the time. How could we always gotta let people be on our shit, you know? Well, Viacom owns BT and it's I know. And I ugh. Yeah, so don't don't think about it too much, too much, too and much. It's like I also like know that they own them, so it's like Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like it's thing. I don't know. It's just like I'm not upset at Kane being there. I was just confused, genuinely, because I was like, from what I understand, BT hadn't shown um, a lot of, like you said, they haven't showcased a lot of country artists. Country. Yeah, and like I'm they haven't, they good. haven't showcased any. So I was like, when Kane was <laughs> brought on there, I was like, is it because you know, right now we're focusing heavily on like racial injustice, and you know, that was right around the time that. Bubba Wallace had had the whole new situation, but they're saying it was a garage. But I was like, okay, I get it if you're trying to like bring a new audience in, but I'm like, you can't, you can't just start now. Like that's like us asking people to, you you know, you know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. We're going to support a black, 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 black. Why don't you have a moment, B? Yes. Country. Cause y'all, I would have even... And it's like, I'm not mad that Kane was there, but it's like, it's not like this is a new opportunity that was presented to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. Black people involved in, like, that element. Or even Black, like, folk singers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, to get those artists that are, to to have, like, a platform like the BET Awards. Like, yeah. and I'd be mad if one day y'all just took a year to have, like, a moment in it and just introduced us. yeah. Like I'm not mad at on, on stage and leave after thirty seconds of their performance. Yeah, like, you know, 
that's my that was my thing i think it was more so i was like i i haven't seen us or at least the channel in a while support you know black artists that aren't traditionally in you know genres that are associated with black people so like hip-hop and r&b and obviously so i was like i was just really just discombobulated that we just threw Kane up in here and i was like well shit there he go (laughs) Like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know none of Kane's music. I feel so no, bad. I just know that little heaven song. Everybody's just talking about him like the just can't wait, girl. I do know mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so beautiful. That's what he sounds like. Speaking of country songs, I Small Town Boy by like Dustin Lynch. Yes. <laughs> now listen, she on Small Town Boy like me. She my ride She my cool. She my crazy. She my lay back in the front. In the front. That's a song, girl. Yes. That's a song. I'm a bar. What? That was. That's why I'd be like, y'all don't music for real because between Small Town Boy and Hurricane. Hurricane. <laughs> Um, he put his foot in hurricane. He put his, his foot just his like that. His foot in that song. Because why? Like it's so good. When it, you rolled in with your hair in the wind, baby, with that warning. <laughs> I was like, yes. Just yes, I had my heart soaring. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. And Tennessee yes. whiskey. I was like, y'all, come on now, cause t- that. Yes, yes, sir. Come on. Yeah. I used to spend my night. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. That's. I don't know, and I don't know. I don't think you know this song, but there's a song called "Any Old Bar School" by Jason Aldean. I don't know that one. Shit, he'd be like, oof, it's just so, it's so common. Asking your bar stool in this town, that's my newfound party crowd. Like, I want to live in a small country town and go to, like, the bar. That one that's preferably not rich. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to huh? <laughs> What you said? I said one that's preferably not racist, you know. Yeah, you know, it have to be safe, but I feel like that's such a, I don't know. An underrated part of American society. Them small town little bars and taverns. But I ain't trying to die, so. You know, I, it's all about creating safe spaces for you and, and what you envision. You know? But yeah, girl, oh, yes. We really just be going on tangents. We just always be talking about black We All we did was acknowledge the folks in it. We talking about Lupita and ended up on Corral because we saw her at the performance. Oh, we don't ever stay on track, Lord. Nobody's <laughs> track, bro. When I thought back and I was like, wait, that's how we got on the wheel? Friend. And then ended up at the BET Awards, the BET Awards. At the BET Awards, bro. 
Um, so, I do love calling BET bet because I do remember a very vividly when I was younger, a teacher. And as I know now, this is definitely a microaggression. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember very vividly, you know, going to school and me and my friends, we were, we were talking about like shows that came on. So we were like talking about 106 and Park and, you know, they always had guest artists. So we were talking about that. And then our white teacher was like, are y'all talking about bet? <laughs> what it is what it is what was that and she kept saying bet like you're talking about the channel bet and i was like huh b-e-t is spelled bet it, it do it do but that's microaggression so. but it's funny you know what's crazy dang dang white people can't win you want to know why because they're trying to call Oprah station O W N instead of on. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't get right. Can't get I right. Mean, like so, what is it? Well, anyway, dude. Like. Do I stand up? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, Chile. Ooh, ooh, Chile. Oh, girl, the girls are trying to tell us that. That that our vernacular was derived from everybody. Everybody uses. Yo, man, I just, I just. This is why we just gotta stop being nice to white people. This, you know, this is why we be trying to tell y'all, no, you can't give your cool people, your cool non-black people passes because you know they take they it, turn around, and they do shit like this. They get on here and they start cutting the rug in the name of you. And that's why you just got to shut certain things down. You just got to be like, hey. And they don't use it right. Y'all think that C-H-I-L-E is a misspelling or an adapted spelling of the word chill as to chill out and not the word children. Yes, like I was like. Human. Like, friends, this is why you can't use our language because the base, you don't even have the definition. No, you can't. You can't. My thing was when that video of that boy, the black boy at the party, and he was like, they were saying, woo child. And she said, woo chile. And we was like, no. What? Come again? And then we turned Wu Chile into a thing. And it was then that I was like, why are we like this? Literally. And we turned Wu Chile because I was saying Wu Chile. Wu Chile. Wu At that point, girl, I thought we was talking Simlish. I was like, Phoebe Lay. Watanubi Skins. Tell me, what's good? What's popping? What it is? What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay. Oh my gosh. What the baby's gonna do if they take the TikTok? Praise the Lord, we use Trilla for our first little video with our babies. Bro, I still got that. that, that. We killed it. We are so cute in this video. Girl, and they had us on point. They was like, everybody got to change spots. And they, Bro, they was like, get into different formations. Get into different levels. I was like, 
Oh, y'all do this. They do. Okay. Yes. Period. Oh my gosh. Yes. Look, it's <laughs> gonna be gone. Um, I don't know how I feel, but <clears throat> I know that's how what is her name? The one, the little girl who did Renegade. And I can say little girl because she is a child. Oh, Jay. Is it Jayla? Is it Jayla? I thought I know it's J A some. Or Jaleel. It could be but her, I was like, now they're taking her platform because that's how she got big. Although people yeah. are still in her creations. Um, I'm not going to lie. With the, with the blade and then the Ben 10. And yes, that's how he got, you know, put on because he did his nice. Because right, he didn't get picked up by Disney, right? Didn't he get... I think he did get some offers. Like, people was like, oh, we see what you do. You're very talented. Yeah. Actually, utilize him instead of having him be a background person because he can do it. He obviously shows us that he has right. in front he of a camera, like behind it. So, Disney it. better do right, or we're gonna have to set yeah. it off in this month. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh gosh, fix it, Lord. But yeah, they I would like to be in the heat and listening to Boosie. Like, this is crazy. I'm also very upset, and I know this is definitely a first world problem, also a proximity problem, but I'm more so upset that Panama City did not shut down their beaches, and now we got tourists out the wazoo. You know what? The simple fact that inter, that intra-country travel hasn't been like banned, restricted, or in any form or fashion is killing me. Like the fact that the airplanes still be taking people places. They go up and down. They go up and they down. They go up and the down. fact that they gotta make emergency like landings because people refuse to wear their masks. I was like, now friends, at this point, <laughs> how much money are you wasting? Like. Let's just be real, because now Delta finally, after, you know, 40 days and 40 nights, going to say that you got to have a mask to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. All of these things should have been a given from the get-go. Yeah. It weren't. Like, at some point, you're going to have to stop, you know? Yeah, and it's also interesting to me because it's like, other than big box stores like there's really not a lot of people here mandating that you wear a mask like and it's like you can't even say i want to say you can't fault like the smaller business owners oh yeah no 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 and at at like to a to a certain extent you can be like well you know just do Mm -hmm. it like at least your family whoever else is working in your store and stuff but Mm -hmm. Like you say, you're not allowing people in with masks, and it's these white folks are actually out here like beating niggas up and like yes, them over <laughs> them being told not to wear or like yes. you have to come inside, and it's like I I also understand if you're not trying to risk your health and safety or yeah. your immediate health and safety getting bulldozed by their car because they mad you wouldn't let them in or something like. They're actually, like, 
terrible. Like the more I think about it, it's just like it's not people restricting it's you. It's bullying. It's yes. not. Like most of us into like dealing with this version of our society, and that's so fucked up. Oh, girl, we're just dealing. We're going through. We're going through. I was hoping again. I just hold out hope that people look at all the other countries who forced everything to shut down, forced people to stay inside. Um, I just hope we look and be like, dang, it actually turned out pretty decent for them on the other side. Because, uh, again, this is a first world problem and, you know, these proximity and also, you know, financial means. But that was like, well, they talking about some, they not even going to start planning the next family reunion for next year because they was like, well, no, if Rona's still going to be out here. Now, I had plans for the next family reunion because it was in Washington, D.C. I just wanted, you know, to, you can be family, use family, Michaela, use family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being a family go go there. <laughs> I was like, let's go on the, she was like, let's go on a trip. And I was like, yeah, go go DC. Yes. But no one knows when that is, you know? And that's also the scary thing because it's like, you still have issues because I'm like, real world problems don't stop during this pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, there are just, you know, unfortunately, people are going to pass due to natural and unnatural circumstances. So it's like, do you have a funeral? What do you do? All these things. And it's like, do you compromise people? I just don't get how they're really, uh, like, bro. And I know I feel like we end up saying some form of this. Probably it's going to be every week for the next Mm -hmm. time this pandemic is. But they really are just like, we are so cool with some of y'all just not existing anymore. Because. Like I, people just didn't fill out the census. Them numbers, them bodies is still going to be counting. Yeah. <laughs> like we just turned. I just, it's, it's just wild to me because we doing all of this and we simply could not. Yeah. The op- the other option is dead ass not doing any of it, and it's mm-hmm. it's not even that far fetched. Nope, it's an attainable thing. Like, uh, I was talking to some family members, and they was like, um, about like the next stimulus uh package, you know, with like the reemployment assistance. They yeah. were six hundred at first, and then they were saying that they were trying to cut it down to like 250 or whatever and I was like that don't make no sense though and they were like well yes it does because if you only were making 250 a week but the government's been paying you 600 you you should be getting your 250 and I was like but why why as a taxpayer who's worked and put in all this time be rewarded and my life is made comfortable by my government during this natural disaster that I had nothing to get nothing to do with you know, it is just like y'all are so hardwired into thinking like this is but, the only way that stuff can make sense. And it's like my issue is it it all sounds like and I know I could be interpreting this wrong and then you know whoever, whatever you anybody can chime in, but it just sounds like people are so worried about people not doing better than them. And I'm like, 
okay, so if somebody was making two fifty a week prior mm-hmm. to, but they now they have nothing, it would make sense for them to have increase during this time because they still have to feed themselves. They still have to pay lights. Right. They still have to do things. They still might have to use a car to get around because you never know. They may be trying to get a job. Like they not everybody just in their home being comfortable during this uncomfortable time people are still trying to make the best out of a situation i was like everybody should have been at home being yes yes that should have been what all, we all were doing but these folks didn't stop evictions they didn't stop no your, they didn't stop your light bill being due so yes send me 600 send, send me an uh, influx more yeah. dollars than you would have because my bills haven't stopped and I don't think people realize, I'm like, y'all don't think the government finna tax y'all out the wazoo for these checks they sending out to help you during this time? These people are gonna pay it back. Like, it's gonna go back to the government. The government's just not gonna be like, oh, no, nah, yeah, we understood. Exactly. And I was like, the simple fact that, that, that sis McKenzie or whatever the fuck, she took three breaths and gave away almost $100 million. Like, tax these niggas. Like, how do y'all not think that, why is this she so didn't it's have okay. To. Why are we applauding her for this? She, how do you just have a hundred mil to just be dropping? So literally gave and it's not money. even a full one percent of the money that you worked. No, I was like, she literally just was like, Oh, dang, I don't want them to come for me anymore. Let me let me get these niggas a little money. It's like the simple fact, like, if we if our government taxed those people at a proportionate rate yeah and giving us unemployment plus a thousand dollars realistically they like, could have been given, like we wouldn't even be having these discussions about like oh well you know some of them businesses gonna have to pay that that loan that they got back how the hell kanye and he got that small business loan for two mil anyway and he's supposed to be a billionaire no one really knows but it's like the fact that these people just have all this money and they won't share. Yes. And, and I think telling them niggas to share. Like it's just like I because it's, it's just so interesting that now it's all like I I'm confused because some people have the well if I eat my niggas gotta eat mentality. But it's like you shouldn't again your your support or your caring shouldn't be because people are within proximity of you. These people shouldn't have to mean something personally to you for you to be like they deserve this. You get what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't have to be that they could possibly I don't know. Okay, here it is. It's not about y'all. It's not about you. Mm. Like, you always care. They have to be in some form or fashion. You have to relate in some kind of way. And yeah. sure, it might be like a human thing. But I feel like it's also, I don't, I don't want to say vain, but it's just like everything doesn't have to involve you. Or you don't have to fully understand everything to be a decent person. You know? Like, you just shouldn't be this way. Oof. Yeah, I, that's my big issue because I'm like, People are people. They deserve, you know. They deserve to, like, none of us, like I said last week, none 
person was asked to be here. Nobody, so, not a soul, Lord, because they told me what I know now. And this is what was coming. I ain't even 22, and this is what was coming. Girl, and there's more to go. <laughs> it's more to go. Girl, I wish I would have swam a little slower. Shit. Friend, I, I feel like y'all got that. <laughs> y'all, y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. True. And yet, here I is. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. That was a good one. That was, <laughs> that was a really good one. <laughs> Girl, yeah, no, they should have told me, Jesus. Yes. Wait, you know, you gotta hit the the devil thought he had me now, nah, girl. You just got yes, you just got like he said it three times before he moved on. The devil thought he had me. <laughs> hey man, he had him dwelling in that place. He listen, bro. He said he thought he had you. The devil thought he had me. Hey man, <laughs> but what he do? And all of them, whatever. When Ty Tribbett, I got the victory. When I came on, we was like, yes, because he has the role. Yes. You can stop the energy. All the children just. <laughs> yes. Wow. Girl, no. Really rocking to that. If yes, that if we that knew Millie Rock back then, we would have Millie Rock and wound it up. Yep. If we would have wound it up on them, because yes, Amen. Don't hit Ty. Don't hit. Oh my God, Kayla. That's what we were supposed to be. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, we still ain't discussed the little Disney movie, huh? We say yay. Bisaye, I really love that. Like, shout out to I don't know who first coined. I don't know who first coined Bisaye, but yes. Okay. Um, where do we start? Where do we start? Because I already knew it was gonna be great. Yeah, like I, I already knew it was gonna be good. First of all, I know where to start. Beyonce had them babies in Cuban links. If you did not see them, go back and watch it. But she gave the <laughs> Cuban links. And for that, shout out to Rod, because, you know, he gave us Cuban links. Yep. But uh, she put them babies in Cuban links. She did. Oh, oh, my gosh. Can her we... mind. The, the wardrobe, everybody who worked in wardrobe. Everybody... 
as a lampshade was what I did not know I needed. Because when sis, when they cut to that, when she was like dancing, but she had her head, her hat down, and it was like the hat didn't move, but all the fringe was going. Girl, I was in trance. I was like, I was like, Beyonce, how you even think to do that shit, bitch? How does she even think to be like, this is the scene I want? Like, she was just, she was throwing all that hair, and it was just fringe and hair. Ugh. Michaela said, Beyonce is a lampshade. Girl, you funny. No, uh, what's, uh, uh, she. Um, what's the look I really like? Girl, there's just so much. First of all, can we talk about spirit with the choir? Can we talk about spirit with the choir? Oh, talk about vocal arrangements. I Ms. said, oh. Beyonce Giselle knows. I, we coming back to the spirit acapella version. But ma'am, I know that you have an mp3 file of that second vocal arrangement thank you way back and i would like it if thank you, you. It. yes find like the, the looks for find your way back was just bro and you know that's my favorite song i was like i have to know what she's gonna do for this song it's it's perfect it's the perfect song about growing up yes like the perfect song about growing up and for her to sit there and really come in with a second arrangement, fully, fully, harmonies fully layered, and then you're going to cut it off, Beyonce? <laughs> then you're going to cut it off? And I went, I went to that, that album. I went right there, and I scrolled down. There's two versions of Find Your Way Back on there. So I thought, I really thought we had it. No, girl. You know she's sitting on that one. You know... If she would have been able to do the tour, honey, that's what. Don't even, don't even, because look, I wasn't ready for Beyonce No Way, and she knew that we're all poor right now, and we she can't. Praise her. her soul for understanding how poor we are right now. Because <laughs> I was like, Beyonce, I can't do it. I can't. And she was like, that would just be too much of me. She said, so listen, friends. I understand everybody ain't able right now. And thus, because you aren't able, that means my pockets wouldn't be able to, you know, provide. But I will, I will, I will feed y'all just enough to keep y'all enthralled, you know, keep your spirit Bro, high. I think this is the most Beyonce has talked to us since like the early 2000s. Since the early 2000s, Beyonce really feels bad for us. She's like, y'all are really going true. She said, y'all are going through. She said, you were not, in the words, <laughs> in the words of Dr. Larson, we are not, we, we need to sew the needle. We need to, so we need to go through yes. it. And that's what we're doing. That's all 2020 has been. We've been going through. We just been, we just been going through. But we need to. <laughs> back. And with patience, we might need to lick it a little bit. And yes, ma'am. Yes, thread the needle. We girl. Girl. Shout out Dr. Andrew Larson. The best. The best choral director ever. Choral director. Best assistant 
Dean would I remember Yes, uh, because he was the the shout out to him and his wife and her great soup making skills. Noki, that chicken Noki. That chicken and Noki and that minstroni. Yeah, girls, she make good soups. She make good soups. Listen, Olive Garden ain't got nothing on that lady. Ain't got shit on the Larson household. <laughs> he invites me back. I'm ready. Girl, yes. First of all, listen, no, may no weapon formed against that family prosper. Period. I'm like, because I'll ride for that one. That one I'll ride out for. All, all. Extended family and all. I'm riding. I'm riding. Because they don't deserve. Don't mess with Larson. Don't mess with his wife or their kids. Don't, not a name. Won't, that one there won't get touched. Period. No. Period. That one there won't get touched on everything. On everything. On everything. Okay. Now let's let's oh uh, I think I love the way they did Nala and Simba's representation for the movie as well. That was cute. It was in there and they was just so beautiful. They was in oh, um, I do have one complaint, Beyonce. I do. Go ahead, sprinkle. Now you know I saw Tierra Whack. You did see a Tierra. I saw Ty. Ty was definitely there. Ty Savage. Um, but my feelings were hurt when Burner Boy did not step out onto the screen. Thank you, friend. I thought I was the only <laughs> one who was like. And is it is it like John John Ray? I don't really, I'm still not sure on how to pronounce the song title in its entirety. But all I know is Burner Boy did not step out. I did not see his dread. No, we did not see him. I was hurt. I was because Burner Boy is fine as hell, and we should. Girl, honestly and truly, I don't know why Beyonce just didn't have him redo his a uh, rendition of yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Riding with me. What? Like <sighs> she I yeah. Like Yeah. Cause that goes up. I would go see Burner Boy in concert just for that uh, one. Girl, I was like, how did we miss Burner Boy last year? Why would we not wave? Why did why do we not try? Why do we but the Lord knows when to put people in your life because now we riding with burner. We are riding with burner. Riding with burner. And coffee because that's my I just want and, to who, and coffee. Mm-hmm. So happy she did a ting in third form. <laughs> 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 Bro, toast. So be the song for all my life celebrations. Oh from- yeah, it's gonna play at the family reunion. It's gonna be, and I got to learn the dance. Yes, everybody's gonna be cultured for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, and sprinkle it down, sprinkle it down, sprinkle it down, sprinkle it down. <laughs> Everybody's got to know that. But her little song "Lockdown," I've played that way too many times. That one's cute. It's so cute. You know what you need to hear? I know you probably ain't heard it, but that's okay. It's called Gangsta by Darko. Okay. 
A bop. A bop. A bop. You're going to be out there talking about some, okay. <laughs> Just like that? <laughs> Just like, hey. No, hey. but Michaela, when I discovered Energy by Marco, <coughs> his voice is just so angelic. It is. It was hilarious that um, you suggested that song because I went to his page and I was like, "Don't I know this guy? Like, don't I? Haven't I heard a song?" And then I was like, "He's the one that made Give It Up. That's my shit." <laughs> I was like, that is such a good song. That is such a good song. And I think it's like, you know, he's he's uh he's like Brent, but he's not Brent, you know, like his songs are very angelic. You know, Brent, he kinda toxic. We just gonna let him, you know, Fias. Mr. Fias is kinda toxic. So we gonna I like to have, you know, the angelic music with the angelic lyrics to go with. <laughs> and that's what Marco gives me. Yeah, he do. He do. Yeah. 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 I was like, listen, dog, I'm going to need you to not, you know, don't be problematic, Mr. Marco. Just, we would you know, like to support somebody with some sense, you know. Because I'm still upset about Miss Cat. I, I don't think I'll ever get over that. I, and it's like, because why, out of all of the things that you could have done. Like, and one of the YouTubers I followed, they commented on it and they were like, well, I personally don't think, you know, she should have been, you know, canceled for the group chat. She was like, I think more so people need to listen to how she has her speech so it's like she was on live once and she was talking about how people are always commenting on her appearance but in a negative light and she was like but why does she highlight you know traditionally black characteristics with that but she plays up you know her whiteness when it's a positive thing and I was like well shit god once again it's like because it was like there was a picture she did a photo shoot and she appeared lighter and she was like well obviously I'm mixed she was like I'm biracial so if I go out in the sun I get a little darker but I haven't been outside and so when I did the shoot I was a little lighter so yes but she was making it sure like making it known that she was half white and we're like yeah. girl we get that we get that but then like when people were coming for her they were like well why would you do this knowing that little girls who look like me, who have the hair texture I have or have the nose shape that I have? And I'm like, but you're playing up your blackness when, you know, it, people appear like it appears right. a negative thing. But you play up your whiteness when people I'm like, pick, listen, friend, figure it out, figure it out. And so my thing was that I was like. It's like the one thing that we have in common and that like why i truly became a fan of doja because we're both black women yes she don't like about herself like yeah. she's that and i was like that's kind of fucked up when that's the only thing we have in common and i love it but you hate it 
You know, like how yeah. I now I have to like kind of pay attention um, when she's talking or like look back and see like how her speech was because it's like that just feeds right on into it. Like, if yeah, I was like, it's it's very hard because I too was like, I wanted you to win, and then like again, the YouTuber pointed out she was like. Listen, she had no problem with people when she got her first number one on the Billboard charts. She had no problem with people acknowledging her as a black woman then, but then she kind of picks and chooses when to like associate herself with it or disassociate herself with it. And I was like, I am confusion. I am confusion. Cause that's like a whole nother conversation. And I was like, we, I can say personally, I don't have the range because I feel like you know, if you are biracial and you happen to be blank and black, I consider you black if that's what you present yourself as. Like, I'm not here to debate, like, you know, what you, you but like, I do have an issue with people playing up, well, I am biracial, but I'm black when I need to be, or I'm this when I need to be. And you can have right. that duality of whatever you identify as. We're not taking that away from you. Like, that's not an issue. But just don't pick and choose, like, who right. or what you want to be. Like, that's that's the issue. Or, like, you saying that your Black features or your the parts that make you Black are the problem. Like, that's not a problem. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because like, that's all we have, you know? What? Say that. That's... All we have. All we have. And for so long, like, I don't think people realize for so long, it's been a lot of us raised in, in, in with anti-Black sentiments being thrown on us or being spewed at us. Or, that's how we knew. Like, that, I feel like anti-Blackness, even for, like, the Black community as itself, became almost like a coping mechanism. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Or like a survival tactic, because... We had to assimilate into uh -huh. this society that deemed majority or like a lot of our physical features, like the things that we dead ass can't change and are also the first things you notice when you see us, they deemed them as like unacceptable or yeah. inappropriate, you know? And so now you have all these people trying to change these exterior things to make life easier for themselves. And then you tell your children, these same things in the hopes that they won't have to have the same struggles as you and now get to our generation and we try to unlearn all that shit yeah like it, it shouldn't it should be matter it, regardless yes. it shouldn't be like a threshold of your life matters once you do all of these things like that's yep. like that's not it you're a person who's living no who's breathing and you deserve basic human rights you deserve treatment you deserve to be you know looked at as just that like not just, just oh that. well if somebody sees you or like because that was my thing like I'm still like trying to work with my dad you know on this because I was like that's weird that me having colored hair as a child was deemed too grown but now <laughs> as I'm grown it's an issue because it's seen it's not deemed professional but I was like why white people dye their hair all kinds of colors all, all kinds kind of, of colors. and i was like black people literally are just in some aspects we're not allowed to live like oh. full lives because to that exact point like how does 
having colored hair or my braids being straight down my back automatically make me grown. Like, how did that work? You know, or having my hair straightened and not on the end. Like, and uh, it's just, it's like so many things that are taught either from white supremacy or the patriarchy. And like black women really have it worse because it don't, it just doesn't make sense. And then as a child, you just, you just feel stuck because it's like, even I can't even put a pink clip on from Claire's in my head. One, our hair textures do not match. So don't do that. Also, I feel like, is there a curly clipping colored line for our little baby girls? Because if not, that's money because that really was the other thing. We put them in our hair, but it would be this straight thing. Yeah. In, in the mess of curls and it looks, it didn't look good. We couldn't look good doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, imagine that's how much more fun we could have had. Yeah, because I was like, if you think about it, if you allow your child to be expressive with their hair color at a young age, and then that's another thing, because schools restrict some, so in some school dresses, like, that's another issue. And I'm like, if somebody's hair color, if y'all, if somebody's hair color stops you, but which is also another thing, because if you think about it, during school spirit week, when you have like wacky hair day and stuff like that, or tacky hair day, whatever they want to call it. Come People come in with all kinds of different colors and all that. So how is that not going against the dress code that's supposed to be enforced by the school or by the school district when you're doing it? Because then you're encouraging it. And kids are now confused because they're like, well, any other day I can't have my hair this color. But just this one day. And now we have so many options. You have you have hair waxes. So it ain't even got to be a long-term thing. It's temporary. It's you can wash it out. Or you can you can spray it on and wash it out. You don't have to dye your hair anymore, realistically. But like, if you allow kids to be expressive at a young age, when they get older, then you know they might not want to do that anymore because they already got it out their system. Well, because we've been oppressed. Like, obviously, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm old enough now. I feel like I should be able to make these on these decisions on my own. Like, of course, I'm gonna put color in my head because I wasn't allowed to do it before. Yep. Yep. And I just, I still don't understand how hair color dictates how professional you'll be. I don't, friend. If Like your hair. It's Because I'm like, okay, so what's the difference between people doing cosplay and some of them really get into character with wigs that are different colors? Like, it, no. you don't, you don't look at that person any differently. It don't do anything, you know. But also, I find it funny because Geico definitely plays on this ploy. Like, obviously, they don't do it from, like, a black standpoint. But there's a Geico commercial of the man, like, trying to unteach people from being becoming their parents. And there's a man who walks by with, like, blue hair. And, like, the two adults, they look like they just follow his hair. And they're, like, um, the man who's trying to untrain them, he was, like, we all see it. We all see it. Like, it's nothing, you know out of the normal like just keep going with your life but then they still have to make the remark that his hair is blue you know like mm-hmm. again what somebody else does with their person 
as long as it's not directly affecting you or it's not harmful to others, you should not bother you. Just, just, just go to the house. If you just, if you don't want to see people, baby, just stay at home. You should be home anyway during this time. Let's keep it above 50. During this time, you shouldn't be critiquing anything that somebody else is doing because you shouldn't have saw them because you're in the house. Because you're in the house. Because you're in the house, unless you're an essential worker. But you're in the house. In the house, bro. Yeah. I just, mm-mm. Throw all these niggas away. Throw. Um, but first, throw the coleslaw away. Then we can. But then we can come back and get everybody up. Yeah, because Jesus. Hey, um, we're going to jump right back on Beyonce. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about more of the aesthetics. Um, I know I was bragging and, and dragging on you, Beyonce, but I am thankful for some of the things that you did, Miss Norris. Um, I, I really appreciated the men, the niggas, in them velvet and plum suits. I really appreciated yes. that. Yes. I- Girl, when the, the tangerine suits. Yes, I too would like to thank you for finding all those beautiful melanated bodies. All different shapes and sizes. So where where did she find all these niggas? But them people signed them NDAs. And shout out to all of you who signed them NDAs and stayed true because we are in the month of entanglement. And (laughs) I just, (laughs) I'm so glad everybody understands the importance of an NDA now. Amen. 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 Well, uh, yes, shout out to Beyonce NDAs. We know the child come through. I feel like if you even think about telling somebody else, I think Parkwood sends you a text that says don't do it. You know, I think they know whenever the brand is being threatened. I don't know how, but I just feel like they do. I would like to thank her for, I've already thanked her for all the black melanated bodies, but I think I need to reiterate that because she showcased black so, so beautifully and just, you know, everybody was moisturized, you know, sometimes people try to showcase black bodies and they be ashy, I ain't going the lighting don't be that great. Beyonce's lighting is always on point. Girl, and I just always. think, like, brown skin girl, that just went up because the way they did it and the fact that it was like a debutante ball style type oh. of thing, that was beautiful because... They had these black children out here doing the waltz and shit. Yes. Like... like high regal black people. Like we said, we deserve, like, we do deserve narratives that are beautiful, that showcase us and the way we view ourselves. Like, I wouldn't even mind, like, the black aunties back in the 1800s. Like, let me get it. You know? Like, I can imagine, you know? The way Abby talk about her aunties, the African aunties, I feel like it would be hilarious. Maybe. Me too. Because I just, 
I don't understand. Like, it was so beautifully done. And, you know, she showcased Black. Like I said, in the way we view ourselves, like in the way we portray or how we think about ourselves. So I'm just, well, I will say for me, I know there were some people who were not happy with Black is King. And I can say, you know, Beyonce is not above criticism. However you feel is how you feel. So you are entitled to that. I cannot, you know, I won't be saying I am speaking for everyone by this experience. It was a very good watch. Um, I do think, though, I really wish, like, we would have got this before we actually got the live-action version of The Lion King. Because I was trying to figure out her her album, her soundtrack really tied into the, you know, yeah, the actual like, live action version. It's like it did, and then I think I just appreciate Beyonce a little bit more that she was able to make like an album that fit two different movies. Yeah, because like while Black is King had a little bit of the storytelling elements of The Lion King, mm-hmm. it wasn't about that, you know. Yeah. And, like, I think the way that she used her music to kind of tell that, to kind of tell the Lion King story and this story is, like, kind of dope. Because, I'm trying to think, hold on. Even back to, like, the tracks. Like, even, okay, think about, like, my power. Like, you can you can visually kind of see, like, where that makes sense in the Lion King story. And then how it correlates to what she did. Yeah. Black King. You know, like it was like that revolution moment in the in the uh in the movie with the lionesses. Yeah. The girls. Like it made that's why I said I it made sense watching hers. It didn't make sense when I watched the movie in theaters. I'm not gonna lie. Because the only one we really heard was spirit. Like you didn't hear like it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like when, you know, they uh, the Black Panther album, the soundtrack for the movie came out, and you heard it throughout yeah. the movie, and you were like, oh, well, shit, they did that, you know? <laughs> like, I want to say we couldn't expect Disney to not take out the original songs from the, uh, from the live action, yeah. but I feel like there's been a whole other uproar of people if, like, Akuna Matata wasn't there. Or, like, not even Akuna Matata. Let me think of, like, a less... I don't know. Like, if, 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 if Scar played instead of Be Prepared. Like, if Scar the song played. Yeah. If, uh, be Prepared. I got you. It wouldn't have fit, though. It wouldn't have. I totally get you. Yeah, I see your points as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just yeah, but overall, um, twenty five out of ten for me personally would recommend. Um, if it comes out on DVD, will I have it for the babies? Absolutely, you know, got to make sure the kids see that one because, yes, yes, please make sure y'all watch Black. Black is King. King. Ask people for their Disney Plus account. You don't have to be bashful. We understand. Um, Hey, you know, as someone who did not have Disney Plus, and I don't know what I was waiting 
to use my free trial on. But Beyonce said, it's time, my child. <laughs> you know? Yes. It was time. It was, it was time. They do got some hits on there, though. I've been watching Doug recently on Disney+. Plus. I did go back and start watching, you know, uh, That's So Raven. Um, I have completed The Proud Family. Do oh. you know, okay, that episode of Raven where Chelsea, I don't know if she was up the tree, but I, this episode has stuck with me since I first saw it all those years ago, where she's like, on top of Oat Smokey. Yes. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, Chelsea, stop singing. I beg you, please. Those two lines. On any at any given point during the year, you could be like, she might have thought of that today, and like that and the big old, the big Venus flytrap girl. That episode (laughs) stuck with everybody. Yeah, like old Disney is great. Cadet Kelly is on there. They got the Disney sing-alongs on there, so you can watch High School Musical and get it popping, learn a little dance steps. Um, they got the... They got the... Um, they have the, the sing-alongs that they did for quarantine, so you can watch Ariana Grande's rendition of I Won't Say I'm In Love, because she, she did that. She did that. Chloe and Halle's version of... Uh, what did they sing? Uh, Almost There... That's on there as well, so. Yes, you know that's my song. Because they went up. Okay, topic change kind of went. Okay. Uh, we are for the black ass. Black is king. I'm so sorry. Um, speaking of high school musical girl, when I was watching one of my Korean dramas, I was sitting there and they was doing something at a high school and then all I heard in the background is together, together, together. <laughs> I was it's like, so yeah, universal. y'all having high school musical <laughs> as the back of um, as the back of music for this drama. So, friends, mm-hmm. our next TV show is uh, me and then we're going to drop into an anime. Um, so I like Korean te- Korean television. Mm-hmm. Um, it be popping. The variety shows, hilarious. I really wish we could play them games in America, but I just don't think we have that much fun together. You know, I think I think niggas would real be they'd be fighting. Like I think a fight might break out. <laughs> just have that banter. I don't think we have it. Okay, we don't have the banter. Uh uh-uh. uh. But apart from the variety shows, the dramas, top-notch. So I'm going to tell Kayla about this drama called Ito One Class. And spoiler alert, you know, the next maybe 10 minutes of the show, if you want to watch a drama, now would be the time to not get it spoiled. But even if I spoil it for you, the drama is dramatic enough that you'll enjoy it either way. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> in Ite One class, so this man, um, it starts off and they show, what is this man's name? Sedui. 
they show uh, him as he's like a teenager. It's him and his dad. And because his mom um, had passed like years before. I don't think they explained it either, but it's okay. But it was him and his dad. And um, Seri is like what they call socially inept. So that means he doesn't like follow social cues very well. Um, so he got in trouble at school because his dad got promoted and he was going to school with his boss's son. So like in Korea, I guess like with like the power dynamics of like how companies are set up, the parents hope that their kids will get along because it'll like leave them in good favor with their bosses and their higher ups. And then I guess it just makes everyone's life easier if their kids get along at school and shit. But his boss's son was a bully, right? So Sari was sitting there in class and then his boss's son was like actually beating this child up in the back of the class. He poured milk on his head and he was like slapping him around. So Sari was like, mm-mm, not gonna happen today. And he punched him in the face. So then he got taken to the principal's office. They had to go to the principal's office. And, uh, you know, he, they brought his dad in there and they brought uh, the boy. His name is like Jungwon, I think. Yeah, because his brother is Jungsoo. Okay. So Jungwon's dad was there. Jung Daishi, he's like the antagonist of the whole show. He's a, he's a terrible person. He's like this huge business mogul in Korea. He owns this like big food company that's well-loved and all this stuff. So his son gets in there and he's like, well, uh, so the school's like, oh, we'll, we'll clear this up right away, sir. Cause you know, he's like a person with money. So they got to like appeal and they're going to do stuff to like make sure he's happy and stuff. Um, and he was like, dang, like, I don't want your son to get expelled, but your son will get expelled basically if he doesn't apologize to my son, right? And so he was like, no, your son is a bully and he was antagonizing other people. And thus I will stand in my morals and I ain't going, I ain't apologizing for shit is basically what he said. So then Sari, you know, he was about to get expelled and stuff. And then John Day, he gonna be like, oh, well, I just don't know how me and your father could continue to work at the same company when your son has now put his hands on my son, basically, right? So then Sarah's dad is just like, bet, I'll resign. So he resigns from his job right there in the office. And then Sarah's like, bruh, no, like, you ain't got to do all of that. And they're crying. But at the end of the day, Sarah's expelled. His dad don't have a job no more. And now they going home, you know, looking solemn and stuff. So his dad decides, he's like, oh, I'm going to open a restaurant. So Cedric and his dad, they're on the phone one night. Girl, why his dad get hit by a car? So now his dad, Mr. Pot, he done got hit. He done rolled down. Suddenly over here, now he done found out his dad gone. He crying, he boohooing. And then he found out who hit his daddy with the car. Take a guess at who hit his daddy with this daggone car. Tell me, friend. Who, who done it? Who done did it? 
John one, the oh. boy Terry punched in the face. He hit him with the cut. Killed his daddy. The nigga killed his father. Like all of that. <laughs> no, dead ass. So then the police had come to like talk about the case or whatever at, at his dad's funeral. And they saw like the file. And uh Sidney's friend, she saw like the license plate of the car because it was like a hit and run. Cause the nigga ain't called a call an ambulance or nothing. He he left him out there. Um, and his friend saw the license plate and she was like, Oh no, oh my god, why is this here? Like, and he was like, What you talking about? And she was like, Oh my god, she was like, This is Joe Wall's car. And he was like, For real, are you serious? Girl, why he pull up to the hospital that Joe Wan is in and proceeds to beat this man ass? In like the in like the garden of the hospital, he was finna kill him. Had a rocket, everything, but his friend caught the police, <laughs> so they came and got him. Girl, Sari went to jail. He went to jail for assault. <laughs> Not to jail. Girl, then he got he got sent to jail for three years. Three years. Father, oh, yes, but he only did two, and he got out. <clears throat> but yeah, so while he was in the jail, John Dahey, old dude dad, came to see him and he was like, you know, I could get you out of here, but all you got to do is apologize to my son. And he was like, you, fuck your son, fuck your wife. <laughs> he said like that, but like, that's what I Yeah, that's what you got. Of what went down. He was like, nah, man, forget that. I'll do my time. So Sari was a real nigga. Yeah. He a real nigga for real. He was in there. He did his time. He got beat up a couple times. Oh, Lord. Right, you know, character development. It had to be, you know, some growth had to occur. Had to occur. He get out, you know, and he like bet. He said, I got a plan. He said, it's a 15-year plan. He get out. He immediately go see his friend and stuff. And then uh, he's like, I'm going to open a restaurant. She's like, when? And he like, in seven years. And she was like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, yeah. So this man literally, that night he saw his friend and then the next morning he got on a boat to go work as a deep sea fisher out in the vessels. Yes, girl. Crazy. So then seven years passed. That's how they jumping in this drama. That's how they And this man got a pub. Like, he opened the restaurant seven years later. He did that thing. Look at him. Look, it's called Don Bomb, and this is where we actually start to settle. Obviously, I didn't realize that at this point. I still was like, well, what's going to happen now? Oh, this shit is going on. I'm back. So, Don Bomb is, like, the name of his uh, restaurant. So, he finds some people to come work, uh, old dude who was in the gang that beat him up when he was in prison came and joined him uh, to work under him. Um, And he also employed a trans person. So there's like a whole trans character on the show too. Yeah! I was like, I was like, bro. That's crazy. Look at this! And so it was, it's them two and then so John Sue is John Juan, who is the person that killed uh Sedoui's dad, mm-hmm. little brother. Okay. 
he also started working at Don Bond because, okay, now listen to this. So, John Sue just graduated high school, right? So, mm -hmm. at that point, they were still like minors, I think. So, it's him and this other girl, her name is Yiso. That's like the leading lady of the, of the drama. So, them two was going out, and you know, they was minors, so they shouldn't have been in nobody's bar. Yeah, no. so out of this one bar, and then they ended up at Sedui's bar. <clears throat> and then um, Sedui's employee, they let him stay. He let him stay because they hadn't had a lot of customers in a while. And he was like, I could kick these people out, but I don't want to, like, you know, disappoint my boss. I just want us to try to get a little money. You know, he was feeling bad. So that's why he let the miners stay, though he should have kicked them out. Mm -hmm. Either way, uh, somebody saw them in there and they caught the police. And the police up in there, and they suspended Sedui's business license because you know you're not supposed to be serving serving the minors. Yeah, uh, to the minors, you're not supposed to do that. Um, so then you know he's like, oh dang, this is so sad. You know, got to figure these things out. So because Jiso was or Guanso was mad, Guansu was mad or disappointed in himself that he got this man in trouble. That's why he ended up applying to work there as a waiter as a way to kind of like work off his debt. He felt bad, he inconvenienced mm -hmm. him and stuff like that. Now, Yiso, she, she met Sedui, they met in like, you know, that, that typical drama way. Uh, she was on like the back of the motorbike and the motorbike had to stop really quickly and they were going down a hill. So when it stopped, like the bike kind of raised a little bit. So she flew out into the earth and then Sedui ended up <laughs> her and uh, he was in this in this costume, handing out flyers. And you know, as soon as they hit the ground, she looked at him. You know, she fell in love and all that. Fell in love. That's how they do it in the dramas. So she was like, "I'm finna go work there," cause she liked this man. She was like, "I love him. I'm finna do it." And so she did it. So she became the little manager, brought their profits up. You know, then Don Bond really started started turning a profit. They was getting that money. Uh oh. Girl, John Day, he was upset because he's like the antagonist of the show. You know what this man did? He bought the building. Oh, That's no. He bought the building. And then kicked him out. Baby, this is too much. This is a show. Girl, girl I was like, this is the soaps that our grandma. No, 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 for real. These are the soaps. <laughs> Girl, but I said he bought the building. And so, unbeknownst to Jack Day, he, so when, uh, when said we got out of prison uh, seven years ago, John Juan had just had another incident. Um, he assaulted somebody outside of like a nightclub or something because they wouldn't let him in and he was drunk and he ended up like punching him in the face, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, it caused the company's stock price to go down. Um, so during that time, Sedui took the money that was left from his dad's life insurance policy and invested it into Jangako, right? Uh-huh. So this man, you know how much money this man had? $1.9 billion to oh. his name. Oh. <laughs> man had money. I was like, oh, oh, Sedui be baller. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> Y'all don't even know what be going on in this man's pocket. So, Sedui, um, so 
so that had happened. He bought the building that the bar was in. He kicked them out. They had to like get all their stuff and they were all stressed out and they were like, oh, I just don't know. Like, what are we going to do? Da, 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 da. And um, they were basically trying to like get Sedawi to like give up and stuff because they're like, man, there's no way that you can sustain this if you go and rent another place, then it's likely that he'll just buy that building as well and you'll be in this never ending cycle, right? And uh, a lot of people were stressed out. And Sedawi was like, no, you know what I'm going to do? He said, the only other real alternative is me buying a building. So you know what Sedawi did? He went out and bought a whole building, girl. A whole building. Uh, and when I tell you, John Day, he was pissed. He was like, he did what? He did. Bet. Got something for that ass, right? So then, Don Bomb's doing well again. You know, we on the up. We think it's all it's, it's all coming to whatever. Uh, said we can get back to focusing on getting these niggas. Uh, to pay for the things that they did that, he, that they did to him and his father you know because mm -hmm. you know one was still out here in the street after he done killed his father all them years ago he didn't go to jail for that they framed like their gardener the gardener took the blame for like John Wan's deed and stuff oh. <sighs> rich people things you know rich people problems rich people problems so then Don Bomb's doing good and they're like, oh, I want a franchise. Like, he was looking into franchising his business. So they were approached by um, this financing company, and they said they wanted to invest in them, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, like, getting excited. And he's like, okay, well, you know, do your business evaluation. I also realized that I liked this drama a lot because it was, it was like a business almost focused drama and I really understood what was going on and I was like, wow, this degree is <laughs> I failed me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was excited that I actually like understood like the processes and stuff. But um so so he had to do like his business evaluation and he was like, if you wanna invest in Don Bomb, we gonna need five billion won right uh-huh and they got it and i was like oh my god da, 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 da. and you know once you get like that first investor then other investors will follow because they're like they're like okay this person believes that you can do this yeah and our money up and investing in you and stuff right uh-huh bitch bitch so then everybody was like talking it was like oh it's going so well da, da, da. And then um, it came out, John Davey found out they had, like, accumulated over, like, 10 billion won in, like, investment funds and stuff. Mm -hmm. So at, at this point in the show, uh, Guansu had already went back to his father's company. You know, he was upset because he felt unloved. He was out of wedlock and stuff, um, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, and he was like, Dad, like, usually or like the way his dad was acting everybody was basically like this man gets on your nerves right mm -hmm. and like, so why aren't you like freaking out that he's amassed all this money in like his in his um franchising efforts girl you know that old nigga just hit him with a little smirk oh. so up until this point let me also describe that don bomb in their efforts to franchise they decided to take the 
full throttle approach and like mo open up multiple franchise locations at one time, right? Instead of doing the other thing, which is like opening one after another and like building it up and all that stuff. So Yiso was very, very uh, convinced that they could do like the all-in-one kind of uh, setup. So she she convinced Sedari to like, let's just do it instead of playing it safe and opening one at a time, let's go all in. So these niggas go <clears throat> to the to the investment into the investors meeting with JM Holdings. Why the office got a for lease sign on the door? No. He calling the phone. Phone goes straight to this voicemail. Yiso calls because she was on break and she's like, oh, da 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 da. I'm Yiso with like Damba. As soon as she said <clears throat> like her name and where she worked, phone hung up. Click. Bitch. Why? It's revealed to us that however long ago, Zhang Dehi and this man from JM Holdings, he signed an exclusive uh, distributorship with them because you know they're a food company and they had like interior design portion of their business mm -hmm. so they together on those fronts so as he like opens more pubs that company will come in and they'll do like the decorating and shit mm -hmm. a part of his contract this is how evil this old man is like so the so that the dude who owned jm holdings could prove his loyalty to john dahi he had this man be a false investor instead of his business and like the first because like i said like how investing works in most cases like one strong one will come in and they'll be like your angel and it'll it'll have these other people to trust you and invest in your business all this old man had to do was make a call pulled investment everybody else pulled out so he set up he bought all of this stuff bought office space to have all these multiple locations open just for this man who like basically set him up to get the investment, to pull the investment from it. And this is what be going on in Itaewon class, nieces, nephews, and cousins. <laughs> like, let me see what be going on in these dramas and other languages. If the tea is hot. It's hot. It's hot, bitch. When I was, I was like, I was like, no, he didn't. I was like, no, he didn't. I was like, no, he didn't. How dare you? How could you? Baby, that's a lot. I don't know. This baby, it started off just just out the gate. Yeah. Out the gate. Just wild. Just wild, yeah. I was like, it started off out the gate just wild. So I could not imagine. Could not. But yeah, girl. I'm I'm that seems like a very good show. I would highly recommend you give it a watch. What platform do you watch it on? That's on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix subscription, just type in Itaewon Class. It's I-T-A-E-W-O-N and then Class as in Classroom. All right. That's, that's you know, that's, that's real good or whatever. Um, what have I been watching? Uh, what do I want to talk about? Love After Lockup is back, y'all, but right now, they not worth a talking to, so I ain't gonna talk about them folks, 
But if you have been watching any of the 90 Day Fiancés, we can talk about that. But as of right now, my my current <laughs> is a Netflix show called Love on the Spectrum. And it's about uh, mm-hmm. young adults wanting to find love. And obviously they are, are um, on the autism spectrum. And it's just really interesting to see because it's one of those things that I've never really you know, sat yeah. down and thought about like about. how that goes, especially because, you know, sometimes they do have a hard time having social interactions or picking up on cues on how, you know, certain body language cues and things like that. But it's so cute. The first episode made me boohoo holla. Um, the couple, like the pairings are really cute. Um, I think it's Australian based. Like, I think everybody on the show is out of Australia. Yeah, I want to say they're you know, we out of love Australia. Australia. Yeah, and so... Take me back. <laughs> not take me back. <laughs> but... <laughs> Lord. But they're cute. It's really cute. Um, Like I said, it's a Netflix show. It's adorable. It's definitely something to, like, you know, make you think not necessarily sympathize because I also realized like a lot of times, even though people are, are on the autism spectrum, we still try to take their uh, autonomy away from them. And this show is basically showing you how they've been able to reclaim their autonomy. And also honestly and truly them being in Australia, it kind of makes sense. Cause like when they go out, it's not like, you know, people are, you know, looking at them differently or things. I feel like in the States here, we're, like, not saying they don't have their problems. Like, some people are still, you know, rude or, like, you know, still view mm-hmm. them as different. But I feel like in the States here, we're definitely, like, more so, like, hands-on approach when it comes to those on the autism spectrum, whereas they are, like, you know, they have, like, things that kind of, you know, have them feel like they're a part of society as their own person, not that they're living through their family member who is their, you know, caretaker or something. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's just a little bit more of like, it may be, I feel like I only am making this assumption kind of based off of like TV and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think there's a certain level of like independence that people who aren't raised in the United States like have as a teenager even or like as a young adult like there's just like a freedom of sorts Mm -hmm. they're able to like do more things without needing someone to be there okay like i don't don't really know or not that i don't know but like think of how like people in the in like the uk and stuff Mm -hmm. like they be taking trips like a lot even like people our age have like been so many places yeah raised in like that environment that's more multicultural and more like, I don't know, almost like dependent in like an overall good of society way, but not like a dependence on each other. I get you. I get you. So yeah, if that's the case, the moral of the story is it's going to make you cry. And if you don't cry during the show, then I don't know what to tell you. You don't have emotions or whatever. Or maybe you just don't know how to channel them properly. But I was crying. <laughs> that first episode took me plum out because they're just they're so cute and then like them explaining why they would prefer a partner that too is on the spectrum like 
it's all things we consider when we're actively dating or trying to find a partner as well. So I just felt like, you know, that was really nice to see. Um, so yeah, I have been watching a lot of, you know, relationship shows, not necessarily for some of them are more drama based, obviously like love after lockup and 90 day fiance, but some of them are more cutesy and, you know, you'd be like, Oh, you know, I too would like to, you know, canoodle somebody after Rona is gone. So you know, right. <laughs> Just right. Listen, Rona. But this this gives you a lot of time to think. Also, Crayola, I don't know how long these little crayons have been out, but Crayola has made flesh tone crayons. You can now color your characters and 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 things in real flesh tones they don't have to just be apricot i don't know the names of the crayons in the pack but they don't have to just be apricot white brown and black you can have so like you gotta get a separate skin box yeah like i saw that walmart recently and they have a coloring book you could buy with it too so you could like Mm. just color you know, people. So I'm very excited for the kids because we waited, I don't know how long for a flesh tone pack of Crayola. But that's the thing. Um, I'm sorry, I finally saw it. Did you go in the kitchen? <laughs> what is that, friend? Why did they keep that cut in there? <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. I don't know why little Dirk and friends decided to keep that little I would have took that cut out. He literally flew. Friend, I'm going to send you something. Don't say nothing. I'm going to just send you something. Don't say nothing. But yeah, I feel like, you know, again, so we don't have to do a two-parter, a two-for-one for for y'all. I think we're going to round out this episode, you know, stamp it and you know tell you thank you for listening y'all can still write in or y'all can leave little comments you know we would like to think we give good life advice we two are still you know living i'm nowhere (laughs) because truthfully in the grand scheme i have so many years left you know so i i mean if you need it we'll supply it just ask and you shall receive you can always contact the aunties we are on you know, the YouTube, not the YouTube, we're on Twitter, we's on the Snapchats, we's on, yeah. well, one of us is on the IG, I don't really post, I got, you know, I don't really post, that's not my forte, but I like y'all pictures, I am a very supportive friend when it comes to y'all little pictures, if, anytime I get on there, I'm gonna give you a little tap tap if I follow you. A little so. tap tap, you will. You know, I'm very faithful in that, so, um, yeah, I don't remember. What is our email? Isn't it like... You said what? What is our email address? This, these are oh, it's auntieadjacent at gmail. Okay, auntieadjacent at gmail. Um, right now, my Twitter handle, my at is that Kayla girl. So T-H-T-K-A-L-A-G-I-R-L. That's what it is right now. <laughs> And my Twitter, oh, okay. My Twitter at is, you know, at sobriety. Yes. Yes. That's at S O B R I 
E T Y Y Y Y Y Y Y. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. So we like to thank y'all for listening one last time. We hope to have y'all back next week. We trying to get more regular with y'all. You see the girl, you know, we trying. It's hard. Life is hard. But we're gonna get back. We should have a new podcast logo in a couple days or so. I'm so excited. Ah, oh my gosh. Shout out to um her cash app is you know the the cash sign, the dollar sign. Your favorite goddess. Um, she is a. Oh my god! You getting the girl? Yeah. The one who did like the canvases, right? Not no 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 not her. Not her. Oh, okay. Not her. Okay. You you great too, sis. I don't remember. Yes. She, she does either. great work. But canvases are iconic. So iconic. Mine is over there, but yeah. So again, thank you, nieces, nephews, cousins, and extended family. We'll see you again next week. And that's it for this episode of Auntie Adjacent. <laughs> Bye, guys. Take three. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here.